It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. You're right on the air. Love Talk Radio. everyone and welcome to the Superior Power and Black America show. I'm your co-host Monique Freeman and the host of this show is none other than author of the Superior Power in Black America, Daryl D. Freeman. We invite everyone to call in and be a part of the conversation. You're welcome to call in on 347-989-0180. Again, be our guest and call 347-989-0180. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ms. Freeman. Boy, you sure look nice this morning. I, 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 I've been married to this woman for 17 years, and I'm still very delighted whenever I see her. So thank you, Ms. Freeman, for being my wife, my valentine, and uh, into, in my life for 17 years. Thank you. I also want to thank uh, our uh, Queen Mother for Real show uh, for allowing us to have this show. We, have, we are honored to be working with Queen Mother for Real Productions. We are very excited at the opportunities that we see in our future. It's because of Queen Mother's foresight that this show even exists. And so all kudos go out to Queen Mother for Real. I also want to mention some of the other uh, shows that we have. Uh, We have one uh, called um, Urban Black America, hosted by Kenneth Jones. Ken is one of the most exciting reporters that I know, uh, and we, you know, we, we talk all the time. He's one of my good friends. So definitely tune into his show also. Make sure that you look at the listing of shows once you click on our link. Uh, Queen Mother For Real has her own platform of shows as well, and we need you to tune into those because not only are we a host of information, they are a wealth of information as well. Uh, You guys, as always, we also want to let you know that this show is based on the book, The Superior Power in Black America, written by my husband, Daryl D. You can find this book online at lulu.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Google Books, where you can get about 58 pages of it. I don't like that. Took a long time for free, right? You you, you need to get your copy. Get your copy, though, so you can read the entire book. The importance of the book. Is it sets the stage. It is the basis of this whole show. 
uh, it talks about three main things, and that's uh, how to love each other, self-sufficiency and self-support, and productivity and spending. We are trying to regain our wealth. We produce it. We need to use it. And the plan is in the book, The Superior Power in Black America, written by me, Daryl D. Freeman. You can find the book. Where, Ms. Freeman? I just did it at lulu.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Google Books for free 58 pages. However, if they want to chat with you, yes, they can chat with you live and send message on Facebook or, or have a conversation with you on Facebook at the Superior Power in Black America. You can also tweet with Landau Smooth, who is Daryl as well, and it's at Landau Smooth on Twitter. Yes. All right, and you can also check out his blog mm-hmm. at Life with Landau at blogspot.com. Thank you, dear. Now, we also have one other platform that everyone really needs to go to and join. It's called the Superior Power in Black America website. You can go to this website at www.t, as in Tom, S-P. I-B-A dot com. That is SPIBA. The Superior Power in Black America dot com. dot com. Now, it's important that you go there because that is the platform. That's the place where we meet. That's the place where we gain 10 million members in order to pump money into one facility that will not only be redirected back to the black community, but this is a facility where we change everything. We change everything, okay? This particular platform is a game changer. Think about it. 10 million members times $25 a month equals $250 million going back to the black community to raise up homes, to raise up neighborhoods, to build schools, to open up businesses, to support the black communities all across America. I can't stress enough the importance of why is it that we spend $1.1 trillion and live like we have no money whatsoever. We have no wealth whatsoever. That is not the, that's not true. We have wealth, but our wealth is going into other communities. It's going into other places. I'll tell you something. Macy's know Black America spends $1.1 trillion. Bank America knows uh, Black America spends $1.1 trillion. Time Warner Cable knows Black America spends $1.1 trillion. T-Mobile knows. Walmart knows. All of the major chains and banks, they already are aware that our wealth is going to them. It funnels up to the top. And nothing comes into our communities to rebuild and redevelop. It is a systemic issue, a systemic problem that's cultural. It is how it has been done for years. And if we want to change it, it's going to take serious-minded people and serious work. So that is what it's all about. It's called The Superior Power in Black America website. You go there, you join, and, and understand, we don't collect, we don't start requiring a monetary commitment until we reach 5,000 members. With 5,000 members, we can collect enough money to immediately show a difference in the black community. We can take a small uh, community, a small area, and, and rebuild that area. And when you see the manifestation of something like that, that would encourage people to continue to join and continue to, uh, uh, we would be all inspired to do this. Now, it's going to make some people mad also. Macy's is going to be mad. Walmart is going to be mad. You know, Black Friday is going to be angry because our wealth will not be funneled to them. That is the way this system is created so that our wealth does not 
benefit the people who produces it, and that is the black community. So I just wanted to stress that, and I guess I, I can't stress it enough. All right, so uh, we're going to start with our first topic today. Yes, ma'am. Um, so you did a study, and you, you asked about 10 young people what's important to you today and yes. what impacts their life the most. And you were surprised to know that several people brought up the topic of HIV. So you did some research, and you yes. found out some information? I did some more research, and I was astounded by what I found. Uh, so reports from these agencies is I, whenever I research, I, I try to find credible sources so that I'm not just talking. I'm more like quoting. I'm expressing opinions from agencies that are highly qualified to create these, to make these opinions. So here's some of the agencies that I, that I, uh, that I ran into. The Division of HIV slash AIDS Prevention. National Center for HIV slash AIDS, Viral Hepatitis, Sexual Treatment Transmitted Diseases and Tuberculosis Prevention, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, all report African Americans' ethnic group most affected by HIV in the United States. Gay and bisexual men account for more than half of estimated new HIV diagnosis among African Americans. So the number of HIV diagnosis among African American women has declined. Now that's good news. So it has declined some, though it is still high compared to women of other races, ethnicities, okay? So blacks or African Americans have the most severe burden of HIV of all racial groups in the United States. This is a study that I, uh, this is some research that I uncovered in studies that were conducted. And this is the raw information that we need to pay attention to. Compared with other races and ethnicities, African Americans account for a higher proportion of new IV diagnoses those living with HIV and those ever diagnosed with HIV, which AIDS, with AIDS. So the point here is that AIDS is another epidemic that has been in our community and has not been addressed correctly. My belief is that if the proportion was a little different, then the attention to the epidemic would also be different. Now, you guys got to bear with me for a minute. Monique just stepped out of the room. She, she had a problem with her stomach, so she'll be right back in to pick up with this conversation. But I need to continue because she's not here right now. I'm so, here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, in 2014, 44% or 19,540 new HIV diagnoses in the United States were among African Americans. Now, you gotta understand, back in 2014, African Americans only comprised 12% of the total U.S. population. So how many individuals are there now? It's 13%, but it was 12%. Now, among all African Americans diagnosed with Mm -hmm. HIV in 2014, an estimated 73% or 14,305 cases were men, and 26%, which is 5,128 cases, were women. Now, let me ask you something about that. Why do you think that is? Uh, Okay, so in the black community and throughout history, American history, black people have been... uh, inundated with all types of uh, adversities, economic, slavery, you name it, drugs, guns, gangs, no uh, economic development. And so all of these things, to me, add up to one big uh, uh, program for uh, genocide. They all add up to one thing, and that is to, to annihilate the black community out of America. Now, you still have 
many of the agencies, many of the uh, white supremacist uh, uh, agencies that are blatant with the information on how they want to just eliminate uh, other races out of this country. Well, they haven't uh, they have attacked the races as much as the African-American communities have been attacked. And so for me, it's, a, it's, it's always been a, a plan, and it is a plan. How do these disproportionate numbers become so apparent in one group? All right, well, you know, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And you and I both, uh, for some time now, have been studying the truth. Um, and that, that, is, that is the truth thing. And what do they say about the truth being self-evident? <laughs> I mean... You know, and, and, and the, the thing about it is, this is just, these are my thoughts. I could go to Madison, but I'm not going to do it. I mean, if it. it's obvious, <laughs> it's if it's obvious. obvious, then we should at least take a look at it. I understand if you got if you can't see it. But you know what? It's not a matter of taking a look at it. It's recognizing, not taking a look. I mean, it's it's dealing with it with the mindset that you you know how you know you have a feeling when you're at a job that something's getting ready to happen or that your boss is looking at you strange and and you just can't put your finger on it. But then you wish somebody could tell you, and finally when somebody tells you what's going on, you're like, It's too late. Right. Or sometimes you get the news ahead of time, and you're like, oh, okay, that's what it is. People need to do the wake-up call thing. They need to they need to get the light bulb. And the reason why I say that is because we know the truth. It's within us. We know the truth. We know what's going on. And yet we walk around with blinders on. And our children have seen us walk around with these blinders on, we're not sharing information with them, thus they're going out there, and right now the younger population, especially in these colleges and high schools. Look, from 2005 to 2014, the number of new HIV diagnoses among African-American gay and bisexual men increased by 22%. Okay. All right, well, you know what, I, I... I don't think it's the gay thing. It's we're not, talking about African Americans. We're talking about African Americans, yeah. exactly. I mean, that is yeah. one way to get it unprotected sex. Also, it's unprotected sex in any form of fashion. Also, intravenous use. Intravenous you know, different use. Different things yeah. can But can I don't even think that. that is so much intravenous use anymore because most the, the majority of the kids these days are smoking everything to go directly into their bodies. But the point is, this is a very. Uh, this is this is still a serious epidemic in the black community. But you know what, sweetheart? That's not the only epidemic. I, but that's the one we talked about. But no, no, no. The epidemic is the epidemic of lost knowledge. The epidemic of, so of, of, of not knowing. The epidemic of not wanting to see. The epidemic of not choosing to look the other way. That's not epidemic. That's ignorance. No, that's the epidemic of ignorance. Yeah. That's what it is. It's the epidemic of ignorance. Okay, you yeah. took it from me right there. There it is. You the know, we, we, uh, some of us, once we reach a certain status in life, mm-hmm. we dare not look back. Uh, if something happened in our lives, we don't go back and, and, re- and, and try to bring not somebody until it hits home. Not until it hits home. Because I'm going to tell you, there's some people up there, up there that thought that they were getting away and uh, didn't have to deal with certain things. They have children, and children decide they don't want to be in that type of, uh, or, or in, in, in that upper echelon realm, and they decide to, to seek another level, and they bring it home. They bring it home. Or they go out there in their upper, upper echelon level and they encounter someone uh, that, that it may not have been as uh, discreet or someone that is not uh, of good character. And they bring some garbage home, whether it's drugs or HIV or anything else. You know, anybody can get it. Hell, a woman goes on a business trip and, and somebody comes in and starts speaking sweet nothings in her ear, she has sex with him. And then the next thing you know, upon leaving, she gets a little black coffin in her in her in her uh, tote bag, and it says, "Welcome to the world of AIDS. You just received your death sentence." I've read things like that. Those things really do happen, and people do it purposefully. Some people just don't know. There are people out here that are in their thirties that have been having sex since they were sixteen years old, especially young men that don't go to the doctor. 
just because there's nothing that can go inside of you and you are, are, are not homosexual doesn't mean that you can't get something from somebody that already has something inside of them. Okay, so I want to, I want to, this is just a little bit more statistics, just to give everybody the idea of what the numbers actually look like. Many people are not numbers people. I am a numbers man. And so uh, here's, here's the number. By the end of 2014, 42% or 500,354 uh, of those ever diagnosed with AIDS were African Americans. Living with HIV and death at the end of 2012, an estimated 496,500 people, we're talking about 500,000 people, African Americans were living with HIV, representing 41% of all Americans living with the virus. Now, here's, here's, this is really frightening. Of African Americans living with HIV, Around 14% do not know they are That's infected. exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these guys and these women that don't go to the doctor. Ladies and gentlemen, get your kids, talk to them. I already talked to my 10-year-old, and I'll let her know. You, no matter what, no matter how old you get, I'm, I'm almost 50, and I've got to talk to her now because ain't no, there's no telling what's going to happen. I'm at, I'm at the halfway point. But what I'm saying is ask the status of your partner before they become your partner. I will tell you, Daryl and I, when we first met, immediately went to the doctor. Scariest time in our lives, but we went to the doctor, and we both got tested for HIV. Now, we were scared because of our past. Yeah. But I can tell you this. The test was negative. But I can tell you no, that wait, <laughs> we've been married for 17 years, and my wife, because we have we have uh, 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 we have a unique relationship. My my wife has not even suffered as much of oh, a deep infection in 17 years. Now I don't know many ladies who can say that, honestly, but. We have not even had that much of an interruption um, in our in our private lives, where we had to go to the doctor or go to the little red house and get shots. We haven't had. Well, that. you know what? In a marriage, you're not years. supposed to. You know, my cousins are listening, right? Anyway, you know, I'm not going here to end this. But anyway, what I'm saying is, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. But we went immediately, yeah. and we got tested. And and that was a good thing. Again, it was the scariest time of our lives, but you all should have seen us when the phones were ringing. We were like, yeah. I think the first thing you said to me was, say, the doctor called. Like, he was depressed or something. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> like, what the heck? You know, but anyway, not to make fun of it, but do it. Yeah. Because yeah. once you get it done, it's over. You well, know, get tested every few years, and you're fine. Prevention and early detection. That's that's, what, that's for that's anything. What, that's for anything. Yeah. But, but let me finish with this last paragraph because this is this is really 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 uh, disturbing. Okay. Of uh, African Americans diagnosed with HIV in 2013, 79% were linked to HIV medical care within three months. But check this out: only 51% of that 79% were retained in HIV care, receiving continuous HIV medical care. I think it's because they have money uh, or great insurance. It doesn't make any difference. <laughs> what this is saying to me is that they were not treated. Well, so, you know what? Well, wait, let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. Only 37% of African Americans living with HIV at the end of 20, 2012 were prescribed anti-tyrotroviral therapy, or ART, the medicines used to treat HIV, and only 29% had achieved viral suppression. In 2013, 3,742 African Americans died of HIV or AIDS, accounting for 54% of total deaths attributed to the disease 
that year. Now, okay. So let's is, talk. Let's talk about the fact that in prevention. In prevention. Let's talk about how come they weren't treated. Well, let's talk about how come they weren't treated. Then we'll talk about prevention. They weren't treated because just like what we just experienced. You know, my mom has obstructive lung disease. And I called the pharmacy because the doctors and I were trying to figure out how we can get them to cover either an inhaler or some type of treatment so that she can breathe. So as we were looking, and I was making the phone call, and he was giving me names, they went from like $247 to $151 with the cheapest at $130. And I'm like, and that only lasts 30 days. And and, and so it, they make the things that are life-sustaining more expensive. And and I think there was a report out there about a company well, that makes the guy. HIV medication one right guy. Uh, right well, a guy to increase the price because of the need. Well, he increased the price because of his greed. And, and the need, because he knew people need it. He was doing, you know what he was doing. Yeah, he increased the price. So, yeah. so here's what, now I want, you to, I want you to comment on this. This is the statement that I, I, this is my heartfelt statement, okay? Behind this information that we collected, that I collected, this is how I feel about it. And I want you to re- give me a rebuttal on this. Okay. It's scary to see the disproportionate numbers of black people in America dying from one thing or another. It is very scary to think how these devastating issues seem to be planted in the black community. 73% of black women in America has a hysterectomy already. HIV and AIDS have had. had. HIV and AIDS continue to be rampant in the black community. Police shootings are ongoing in the black community. Mass incarcerations in mass incarcerations in the black community, joblessness, and now an epidemic of black people killing black people in the black community. To add insult to injury, no one seems to want to stop this destruction. Not the president or the governor or the mayor will put forth legislation to stop the genocide in the black community. That is my problem. And, and guess, guess what my answer is? That is on us. Yeah, but then again, I mean, if you have you have people like you and I that want to do something about it, which I'm sure there are quite a few, and then you have a lot of people, which is probably the majority, that don't want to do anything about it, don't know how to do anything about it, maybe want to do something about it, um, can't afford to do anything about it. Yeah, they can get involved with FIBA, and that's, that's, that's what FIBA's for, to start helping, not just to help with financials in the community, but to educate. And that's one thing I want to put out there about SPEBA. We want to educate our youth. We want to educate our people, not just, not just about finances, but we want to educate you about the benefits that we can, the things that we can benefit from um, in our communities, federally, locally. We want to make sure that you all understand that there there is something to be had when you know your history. No, you don't live in your history, but when you know your history. We want to start some type of educational foundation where we can teach our children and even our adults that that need to continue their learning. We want to teach you. And and we also want to start helping others that need trades. Yeah, you remember when they had trade schools and things like that? Uh, we, We want to teach them trades that are going to be valuable. So we want be able to grow into something, and it's my dream to have an educational foundation uh, that we can kind of piggyback on the financials of people because then what will happen is people will pay for it. See, I totally agree with that. What you just said is FIBA, the superior power in black America, is not financial. It is educational. It's, it's, it's bringing our minds together to uplift our community. That's what it's all about. And so there is a plan. And I have to let you know, because right now we're, we're going to be shifting to our second topic. And before I do that, I want everybody to hear this again. The superior power in black America is a book. It started off as a book. The book, I was inspired to write the book because of the Million Man March of 1995 and how many opportunities we missed behind that tremendous movement. 
I was not only upset, I was very angry about it and disappointed. So I wrote this book. This book has now developed into a movement, but you have to buy the book, which is The Superior Power in Black America at lulu.com, L-U-L-U. That's not the only place you can get it. You can get it at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and you can read up to 58 pages for free at Google Books. If you get once you get the book and you read through it, you have to read about the plan, which is later in the book. But here's something that's going on in the book. So what? Let me let me see. Here's something. But, but before you do that. Mm-hmm. I want you to continue to, you you were talking about his direction, you said. Yeah. Um, you know, we had like 30 minutes. No, That's okay. 30 minutes. I just want to hit on that one thing. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, you know what? This is another thing about health. Um, and, and I want to put this out there because I'm one of those women, um, and I am being very personal here. Ladies, when you uh, go to your, go for your annual exam, and let's say nine times out of ten this is going to happen. Your doctor says that you need a hysterectomy because you have fibroids, and the fibroids are beyond control, or they're so big that they're the potential to hurt you. Unless it's cancer, you know, there are other options. There are other options. Personally, um, had a uterine fibroid embolization, and, Which, and it's called a UFE, and it worked for years. Uh, what that essentially does is it stops the blood flow to the uterus, which stops the fibroid growth. Right. Now, now a lot of people have not had success with that because when I did it, it was just a trial. And a lot of people have had success with it. But there are other options because technology has changed over time. Make sure that you weigh your options before you get cut because I'm going to tell you something. And, and I have several friends that have done it. What happens is it kind of messes up, it not kind of, it messes the heck up out of your hormones, okay? Not only that, but the weight gain, the way you feel about yourself, your relationship with people around you, um, it, it causes it causes a problem. And, and I'm going to tell you, I, most of my friends that have had, with the exception of my very best friend, but most of my friends that have had uh, hysterectomies, they're divorced. That's right. Men don't want to be well. It's not that, but let me and and and, and I, I'm I'm just I mean it's not fair to tie it in. But I look at I I talk to my friends every day. I talk to quite a few of my friends, not every day, but the majority of the time. And and trust me, I have seen, I I've, I've got a girlfriend now who had a hysterectomy when she was younger. She don't even want to be bothered. It's something to that. To me, it's just something today. Either you don't want to be bothered, you you get a divorce. I mean, you just change the whole body, change the tech. You're going through the change already. You know, if there's a way other than that that's not going to change what God already put in you and the way that your your chemicals are balanced within your body, and it may not sound like it sounds, it may not sound sensible, but understand. Look at the bigger picture. Unless it's cancer and they got to get that out of you, look at the bigger picture. I'm living it. I'm just telling you for your information that those things change your life. Now, let me let me tell you from a man's perspective. For me, if a woman has a hysterectomy, she no longer can procreate. So You ain't trying to procreate. Listen to what I'm saying, even as a young woman. <laughs> now, we have a friend who is a young woman who has never had children, and she had a doctor that was so unscrupulous that he gave her a hysterectomy. And 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 this is this for me it's called genocide because guess what? If you have seventy three percent of black women in America not producing children, then yeah. the generations don't grow. Well then now, wait, 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 the wait, outcome wait. of that because now she's in a relationship, she wants to get married and she wants to give this man children. She goes to the doctor just for her annual and the doctor tells her three years later you, you could have had children. You could have had children. Why did you do that? Right, exactly. And, 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 and let me tell you this. Every, and I don't want to say this, but I have to say it. Then this Every, is your opinion. This is this my is opinion. opinion. This is not the opinion of the radio show or anything, but I've been married more than once. And every uh, white doctor who interacts with a black woman 
the very first thing that they suggest is a hysterectomy. Now, for me, that is cultural, it is systemic, and it is planned. Now, wait a minute. What's really strange is, and you know I live in Texas, guys, I have women I work with, and I've asked a couple of them, you know, we all have conversations in Hispanics the locker room. and white women. And, and I've asked them, I'm like, yeah, you know. You ever had a Have you ever had it? No, I, I'm going to say hysterectomy. I'm like, do y'all get fibroids? They don't know what it is. They're like, what a fibroid? They don't know what it is. Okay. What so, a fibroid? So and then I'm like, the oh, plant, then I guess you don't know what a hysterectomy is right. either. So the seed was planted, and it was planted in one, uh, one type of person. It was black women. And the result is now it's just an easy thing to say to every black woman, oh, you need to have your uterus removed. I don't believe Okay, so when I, when I took my wife to the doctor and I sit with her when she had her annuals and all that stuff, I'm actually in the room. And when the doctor comes up with this nonsense about, oh, yeah, you have a fibroid, it's not growing or anything, but you need a hysterectomy, I question that doctor immediately. And I say, well, let me ask you this. What type of prevention have you guys come up with? How come it only affects mostly black women? What is the alternative to a hysterectomy? None of this information you are giving us, doctor. You're just telling us what you think that we should do. And so when, I, when it comes to that, the doctors don't have anything. They, can't, they don't have a rebuttal. They don't say anything that, that makes any sense at all. And so I walk out of that doctor's office with my wife, and I say to my wife, is it bothering you? And now the doctor says, if it's not growing, there's no real rush. So why are you pressing the issue if it's not growing and there's no real rush? And it's not, it's not causing her to, it's not shortening her life by any means. And so that is uh, our, my experience with that. Uh, my wife is very passionate about hysterectomies, uh, but I can tell you, black women, don't allow these doctors to just convince you that that is the only option that you have. You have other options. And other women, white, Hispanic, Asian, don't know anything about it. So that, to me, is very, very, very suspicious. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, you know what? I, I was uh, reading an article I'm going to bring up next time because I want facts, and I don't want to just go off of what I'm thinking. But let's go ahead to the next topic. All right. So, as always, you all, uh, the next topic Speed the plan. is we're talking about speed of the plan. It is so important that we latch on to this because – the way the system is set up, our wealth is funneled to the top. You can't go into the black neighborhood and buy a nice, juicy uh, uh, filet mignon wait, wait, from a black-owned store. Wait, you this, have to what, go to what, a white-owned store to get that filet mignon. But you forgot something. Go ahead. Caesar is based on... The plan is based on the... the I just uh, talked about the book, of the superior power in black America. Okay, and, and, and that's what people stand for, right? Yes, ma'am. Wait, wait, but one more time. Where can I get it? Well, you have to get this book at Lulu.com, Barnes & Nobles, or uh, Amazon. But you can read 58 pages for free. Let me, let me say this. I would rather give this book away a thousand times if I could get the point across. A thousand times. Can y'all imagine how I'm looking at the phone right now? Okay. Or the mic rather. I would rather not sell it at all if people were to get this and then uh, join the Spiegel organization because that is And you is know the what? And we got to tell you guys, we appreciate the those that have purchased the book. We were actually very surprised when we went in and we were looking at the accounts and we found out that you guys are actually really purchasing the book. And we've got quite a few members now. Yeah. You guys are actually joining, and we want to thank you. So we're not just going to push this down your throat. If you get involved, and you be feel free to talk to us while you can, because you know when it gets bigger, you know when it starts moving, it's going to be harder to contact us unless you're speaking to us on the radio or you instant messaging us. But we're not going to become untouchable. But just do us a favor. Continue purchasing those books, guys. Get that knowledge out there. Pass it on. We don't care if you pass it on. If you get it electronically, we don't care if you email it to your friend. Just get the book. Now, here's, here's something. If you guys want to call into this show and you want to be a part of this conversation, 
whether it's about HIV or the plan. Uh, you or can something dial, else that we talked about. Or something about. else that we've ever talked about. You can dial 347-989-0180. Again, 347-989-0180. And when you do it, don't forget, press 1. That'll put you in queue, and we'll be able to hear you and talk to you. Now, don't hesitate to call in. I know there's a lot of people out there listening. And, and look, that's the game changer is when we become aware and when we become participants. Besides, people consider our collective spending power and how to use it to elevate living standards for 42 million black Americans. It's only 42 million, uh, 42 million um, Af- Americans of African descent in the entire population of this country. Now, when you talk about that, if you only 13%, if you think about a pyramid and you're only 13%, the 1% are the richest of the rich. The 5% are the richest of the rich. The 10% are still very wealthy people. So then the 13% are very wealthy people. We are out of our place in America. The only way to get back there is to get our wealth back into our pockets and into our communities. This is the plan to do that. This is the platform to do that. Join this people organization. Start putting money into this organization so this money can manifest great things in your own community. It says once the wealth is built, we can redistribute that wealth back to the black people, the African American people in our communities. And you know what? We can do it in the form of home loans, grants, educational loans and grants, and funding for neighborhood cleanups and projects and stuff like that. You know, we spend a lot of money. We spend a whole lot of money as African Americans. As a matter of fact, we spend one point one trillion dollars a year with no return. So, what's the truth about you, that? You spent through that like it didn't mean nothing. Yeah, I, you know, I really we spent right, we spend that much money all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't even know that you have a trillion dollars. Like, and I, well, I mean, that's between all of us. All of us Like I said before, T-Mobile knows, Walmart knows, Macy knows. Okay, Bank of America knows, Chase knows, all of these major organizations and companies, they know that you spend. Why do you think they call it Black Friday? Well, you know it's what? It's your money. I mean, if you look at it this way, too, like you said, T-Mobile knows. Let me break it down. If you can get a phone because you're on disability or Social Security and you receive those benefits, if you can get a phone for free, and you know JoJo and everybody got one of their mama's phones, uh, I got a couple of friends that's got one of those phones because their mama got two or three of them. Okay. okay. Well, if you can but if you can get a phone for free, T-Mobile can slash those prices. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's a care. It's there. There is an ultimate carrier. I think AT and T is the person that supplies all of the the network anyway to these different companies. Yeah. But 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 they make so much money off of us. That they can they can stand a slash the price just like gasoline. I don't want them to slash the price. I don't, want I, spend, to do, I don't want to spend $200 on my stuff I want out them there. To do, I want them to send some of that money back to our community. Well, it's, no, I no, want no. them to be But guess proactive. what? If we're not wait, spending wait, that wait, money, wait, it wait. goes right back into our community. Yeah, but so we are not, but, you know, you don't want them to be proactive in our community because then what they do is they try to control what goes on in our community. No. We're uh-huh. not going to do that. You we bring have some our, jobs in that community. What about our own cell phone company? You bring some education in that community. If we spending that kind of money with you, you have a responsibility to, to, to funnel some of that back. Now, they're not going to do it without a push. And so we have to collectively come together and rethink the way we're spending our, our wealth. Yeah. It's not just about money. It is truly about wealth. It occurred our to me. wealth yeah. is going to somebody else. Well, you know what? It occurred to me that, you know, that, and, and in a way this is why a lot of people are moving here. You know, you know Texas will were threatened to succeed in a heartbeat, and I figured out why. Because they know how to create wealth within the state of Texas. That's right. You know, this is an oil state, but they also know how to create wealth. That's why we have jobs here. That's right. Okay. But not only that, they give us options. I was talking to, I think, uh, my, my friend's daughter, and she's talking about moving here, and we were talking about uh, electricity. She said, well, what's the light company? I said, oh, you got the power to choose. You go on the website, www.powertochoose.com, 
and you're able to choose your light company. You can literally choose where you want to go for your for your services, for your electricity. And you can choose by rate, how much you want to pay by plan. If you have no credit, you get prepaid. I mean, they got different options. So everybody has electricity, not to mention, I, my, I have never seen since I moved here a $1,200 light bill like I did when I was in Illinois with ComEd. Yeah. My light bill never goes up to that point. Matter of fact, they don't even let you get to that point where you get a disconnection notice here. They will shut you off. Well, you, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you get shut off before the notice comes. <laughs> you so know. it's 30 days in Texas, and that's for uh, housing. Yeah. That's for uh, electricity. That's for car notes. Whatever you buy on time and with credit in Texas you have 30 days. And here's the thing about housing in Texas, too, by the way. Uh, if you default on your rent or something, they have the right to lock you out within, within three, five, five days. days. Five yes. days, they come, change the lock on your, your, your property, on your apartment. You do not get your uh, stuff back until you pay up. And you then know, you go. And You know, I, my client, when she told me that, I was like, are you kidding? I mean, we had a couple of neighbors that that happened to when we were over in the apartments, and we used to live in an apartment, and we had a couple of neighbors. You you see the red slip on the door, and then like three days later, you see them trying to get in or going to the office or whatever, or trying to do it on a on the weekend. People will leave at midnight before that five days is up. You'll see the truck in front of their house at midnight, right. and they leaving because, if because you ain't they out know of there, they can't pay that money. If yeah. you ain't out of there, your stuff gets locked out. Locked and look, up, and it's not right, out. so you you don't get too much. And, it's, and you don't go to court, right? You, mm. you don't go to court, and then the judge say, "Well, you got you thirty more not. days." They don't do that here. Uh-uh. They don't don't play that. that. So here, let's get back to the point, main point here. So when we talk about superior power in black America and uplifting uh, black America, we know that our neighborhoods are dilapidated. Well, here's what's happening in many other uh, neighborhoods in different parts of the country. Now, prime land, real estate, if it's prime real estate, <clears throat> then the legislators and uh, Powers it be, figure out how to take that land back. Keep in mind, the neighborhood is dilapidated. It's broken down and torn down. You can't hardly live in it. But they know that the land is valuable. So then they come in and they call themselves regentrifying and revitalizing. And when they do that, they raise the taxes so that you can no longer live in your neighborhood, live in your land, okay? So now you have to move because you're going to lose it anyway because the taxes is too high. <laughs> so instead of that happening to us over and over and over, wait a minute. We can need, I tell you how unfair the skills are in that? Well, wait a minute. Okay, we ahead. need to how. revitalize our own communities. Do not leave your properties yeah. and do not leave your communities. Rebuild them. If we were rebuilding them, we would be protecting them. You know, and what's going to sound <clears throat> ridiculous about this is, too, you guys got to learn how to fight. You got to learn how to appeal. You have to learn how to appeal taxes. You need to learn how to contact the Utility Commission for unfair rates. You've got to learn how to appeal. You can't just sit back and say, oh, Dang, my life bill was higher than it usually is, and now it's staying that way. You have to appeal, not just when you can't pay your bill and you think they're cheating you. You need to appeal when you see that bill go up, because I'm going to explain something to you when he's talking about now. Okay, you've been regentrified, and the, uh, the people that make more money, that can afford the area, have moved in. The light bill doesn't change, because they haven't caught up. So guess what they do? They go, they appeal it, and the utility bill, whether it's light, gas, water, goes down. Right now in the city of Austin, they've regentrified. These people are moving into these communities. The light bill is sky high. I mean, the water bill is sky high. This is a water bill that our people have been paying for decades that has gone up, I think, at least 25%. Okay? But they've been paying these skyrocketing water bills. And then the minute that these people move in, it's in the media, okay? 
is not only in the media, but they 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 they're going to the utility commission. They're protesting. They're protesting the and, 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 and and they're protesting it. And trust me, they're gonna win. They're gonna win. They're, they're gonna, gonna win. Go and 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 that area, you couldn't pay your bills. You couldn't pay your taxes. You couldn't pay. And it, of course, they're appealing taxes. You couldn't pay any of that. And and you had to move out. But somebody's moving in. They're getting lower rates. They're getting lower taxes, and the property is valuable. And now here you go, somewhere renting, to, and, and they probably own the property that you're renting, mm-hmm. okay? So here you go, starting that cycle again. And guess what you're doing? You're passing that cycle down to your kids. You know, that's, that's the importance of the superior power in black America, educating ourselves. And that's what's important. That's what's important about what we're doing. We're getting it out to you. We're letting you know. We're helping you to understand in layman's terms. We're not going to sit here and throw you, you know, he is pretty educated. He's giving you statistics and things like that. But, but we're going to speak to you in layman's terms to help you to understand that this is what's going on. And, and to, be, to be honest with you, this is as real as it gets. Okay, so let me just finish up because we're running low on time. Uh, black America is more sufficient today. We're more educated. We spend more money. We have more money. We have more resources to use for the betterment of self. That's what this whole thing is all about. The superior power in black America is about the betterment of self, better neighborhoods, better schools, better homes, better uh, bank accounts, better lives. <clears throat> right now, we're paying, we're paying that forward. We're giving that to somebody else based on our ignorance, okay? What is needed now is a financial base that African Americans can draw from. We can have equal representation under the law and the Constitution if we had a financial base that would support top-notch legal representation. Without that, we got nothing. We could have greater job and business opportunities if we were represented by a financial base that would invest in our urban ideas, okay? So you want a head shop. Is it in a lucrative neighborhood? Are you selling products that that people want and people will support? Then have your head shop. But you can't go to Bank of America and get no loan for that. You have to have a financial base that was sensitive to your entrepreneurial spirit. I'm inviting all like-minded people to join SPIVA. The sooner the membership reaches 10 million people, after the first year, we can redistribute funds, and we will randomly select. Now, here's the kicker. We will randomly select 1,000 members or households to receive $1 million every year. Now, that might go right over y'all head, but I want you to understand what I'm saying. We're talking about 1,000 people receiving $1 million at the end of the second year. So here's how the numbers work, just so you know. If we're, if we're 10 million people and we're sending in to this organization $25 a month, you throw that money away every month. If you, but th- here's where you get it back. You're sending in $25 a month times 10 million people. That comes out to $250 million per month. Comes out to $3 billion per year. In order to give back $1 million to 1,000 households, that equals only $1 billion. Now, you have collected three. And so a uh, billion dollars is 1,000 million. Okay? And so that's how you can redistribute that revenue or that wealth back to the African American community. So we're proposing that we will we will build and we will uh, create 1,000 millionaires, 1,000 millionaire families every year until we have 42 million black Americans as millionaires. Okay. Now, the reason why that's important is because that puts us back into our rightful place as the 13%. We need to be at least wealthy managers and supervisors. 
That is the level of spending that we have. That should be the level of wealth that we enjoy. Okay, so let me just let me elaborate on that real quick, and then we can go ahead and close, um, guys. You know what? That's this 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 is a brilliant idea. This is a great program. Again, I want you all to come and join us at www.tspeople.com. Your membership is free. You don't have to worry about dishing out money right now. We're trying to get it started. We're trying to start from the ground up. This is grassroots. You know, if you want to do something, reflect on what has been done in history. But this time, let us not let them take it from us. Okay, i, I got to break in because we're running short on time. We have added videos to that, uh, that uh, SPIVA uh, website. Those videos are from our leaders in the past. They saw that we were in a situation. We have a, we have a problem. Well, it's an old problem. We still have the same problem. Well, they had solutions for that old problem then. So those old problems had old solutions. We're still dealing with the same old problem. And the same solution is the same solution that we need to use today. So we got Malcolm X. We got Martin Luther King. We got uh, several wealth uh, uh, geniuses. In the website, on videos, You that's what makes this website you know, so powerful. Let me tell you real quick, their inspiration for all of this, their inspiration is what we had and what we were starting prior to. And if you want to look at history, like I told you before, check out the Black Wall Street, Wall Street in Greenwood, Oklahoma. That's one of the videos. Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's, Greenwood. that's one of the yeah. videos on, in, right. in, the, so, in, the, in, in, in www.teachfever. Yeah, you go can to go directly to that. Open up and hover over the uh, people solution block, mm -hmm. and video uh, a drop down will drop down, and it will tell you about videos. And just click on videos, go scroll over, click on videos, and then check out our videos. Those are powerful videos. Yes, and, and what you also want to do is reflect. But again, reflect on 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 our leaders in the past, but then check out their inspiration. With Black Wall Street, uh, there was Seneca in New York that is now Central Park. These are places and places that have been taken from us, a place that was bombed and taken away from us. Uh, you know, the, these are these these are great neighborhoods. But anyway. Good night, everybody. Wait. Don't forget, buy the book, uh, The Superior Power in Black America. You can get it at lulu.com, uh, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. You can also, uh, you can also uh, read up to 58 pages uh, for free on Google Books. Okay, now so, don't forget to ask them to follow you on Twitter. You got a you got a great great uh, group of followers on Twitter. You guys can converse with Daryl as Landau Smooth, um, and his Twitter handle is at Landau Smooth. I am very opinionated though. Yeah, you you can tell, <laughs> can't you? So you you have them you have them there. You also have us on Facebook.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.